What's up, sports fans, and welcome to an all-new episode of Football Fanatics here on the Final Timeout Sports Podcast. I am your host, Forbes Crowley, joined as always by my co-host, Fernando Doctors. For this 19th episode of Football Fanatics, we are coming up on week 9 of the NFL season and just hit the trade deadline on Tuesday, so we're going to be breaking down our biggest winners and losers of the trade deadline. Nando, I'll kick it off right to you. Who do you have as the biggest winner of the trade deadline? The biggest winner of the trade deadline's got to be the Dolphins. Um, you know, Bradley Chubb from the Broncos, incredible pass rusher, um, is definitely going to boost the Dolphins' D, who's like, you know, showed signs that they could, like, you know, beat squads. But at the same time, has definitely been exposed their fair share. But this addition is definitely big time for them, wouldn't you say, Forbes? Yeah, I mean, this is definitely an absolute game changer. Um, you know, I think I probably would have gone with the Dolphins had you not. So I'm going to go a different direction and go with the Vikings here um, as my biggest winner of the trade deadline. Um, a lot of teams kind of went back and forth. Um, Ravens, the Bears made a lot of moves. Um, the Ravens made some good ones, but the you know, lack of getting any receiver to replace Rashad Bateman. Can't go with them as the winners. And Vikings getting TJ Hawkinson, he's a solid, solid tight end. You know, I think they were definitely looking for that after they lost Kyle Rudolph. Um, and now this offense is is really good. Um, I mean, they, obviously they already had uh, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, but now, and Dalvin Cook in the ba- uh, backfield, but now this this offense is I think complete. Um, you know their defense is flying around there really. Patrick Peterson's making plays. Um, so now I think they really have the pieces that they need to go deep into the playoffs. Um, especially now that they really have control of that division. I mean, um, you know, six and one in their division. Um, closest teams the Packers. Uh, and the Bears both three and five and both, you know, struggling. Um, so Vikings are, are really in the driver's seat in that NFC North division. Um, and this, you know, this trade to get TJ Hawkinson is definitely going to boost them. Um, you know, for biggest loser, it's tough. I kind of went back and forth. I honestly wanted to say um, the Ravens because they didn't get a receiver. Um they did add Roquan Smith, so I don't think I can really throw too much shade on them because, you know, that's a really solid pickup. Um, Roquan Smith, uh, I think the uh, leading tackler in the NFL. Um, but, you know, Deshaun Jackson is not going to be their answer. Um, definitely not going to be able to replace the type of production or deep threat ability that Rashad Bateman had. It, I mean, we were talking about this earlier. He's an old man, and he's, um, I mean, in football sense, and football is not the sport where you can make a comeback past a certain age if you're not a quarterback, I'd say. so. Um, it's a tough game. Yeah, so biggest loser, though, I will say I think that that goes for the Jets. Um, you know, they, they're they struggling on offense. Um, you mentioned earlier that Garrett Wilson – um, it's just kind of starting to get some more involvement, but he and Zach Wilson don't seem to have a whole lot of chemistry. Um, Zach Wilson seems to prefer our 
former Patriot Braxton Berrios, but uh, they didn't deal Elijah Moore um, or Denzel Mims, um, and I think that that's, you know, not great for them. Elijah Moore clearly wants out. He doesn't have any um, chemistry, really, with Zach Wilson, so I think that it would have been smart for them to get something of value for him um, because he is, you know, a very solid receiver who could get them draft picks, maybe a running back given that Brees Hall went down and, you know, Michael Carter is not going to be able to fill that hole. I mean, it was pretty clear since he lost the that starting job. So needed more out of the Jets that um, have struggled, just lost to the Pats this past week. Um, and, you know, a week that, what does Zach Wilson have, three interceptions? Um, mm-hmm. So... They needed to, to make some moves, shake some things up, and, and they didn't. So how about you? Who'd you, who'd you have for the biggest loser uh, and the trade deadline here? I'm going to go with the Giants, and here's why. I think the Giants, with a few more pieces, could be like, you know, actual contenders in the NFC. That being said, it's like, I mean, you're really riding behind solid defensive play and Saquon and Daniel Jones like making the right decisions you know scrambling and giving you 30 rushing yeah I mean he's he's like deceivingly like very you know shifty and pretty fast you know that being said though I think if you give the Giants a little bit more star power and you go out and get a receiver that can make plays and can be a safety blanket because like look at the squad you got Sterling Shepard tearing his ACL. You dealt Kadarius Toney yeah. to the Chiefs. And now you're riding behind Darius Slayton and Wandale Robinson, who I think are definitely a couple, you know, they're good. But, like, you know, I think the overall offensive scheme is really just riding behind Saquon. <laughs> but you know what, Forbes? I think it's kind of obvious what the Giants need to do here. There's really one solution that could, I think, change the change the real complexion of the season for the Giants. Like, yes, they're 6-2 and two going into the bye this week. But if they can go out and reunite with Odell, that would be something. And let me tell you, that, could, that would put them in the conversation. Because, to be honest, right now, I don't think I could take the Giants that seriously. Um, but... You, have, you do have to give them credit, and they will probably, you know, also due to the strength of their schedule, you know, make it to the postseason. Yeah, I hear that. I mean, they're just riding that defense and, and Saquon, and I think Odell would probably be open to a Giants reunion. I think that he did not really enjoy being in Cleveland. I think he liked when he went to the Rams and he got to be in a big city. I think that's part of his this thing. So, um, yeah, I could definitely, definitely see that happening. Um, you know, through eight weeks, nine now, since we've hit Thursday night football, um, for the Eagles, they are eight and no. How much do you think is that attributed to just the strength and improvement of the Eagles say like through their trades for AJ Brown, um, their drafting or, is it just their strength of schedule? And, you know, we talk about the NFC East. We talked about them as being a struggling division before the season. Um, and now they're one of two divisions uh, with no team with a, a losing record. So it's interesting how that kind of flipped. 
how real are the Eagles in terms of undefeated? Are they deserving of that 8-0 record? And how likely do you think they are to go 17-0? I mean, this Eagles team is pretty damn good. I will say that. Um, They haven't had the hardest schedule thus far. But you know what? They are really looking good on both sides of the football, to be honest. Like, beginning with Jalen Hurts. I think that this dude has clearly improved uh, during the offseason. He makes good decisions. Um, he releases the ball pretty pretty quickly, and he's got a great relationship with, with A.J. Brown, you know, Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard. And I think they're... And he's also running RPOs and... He has an un. He, he really does Forbes like show like a lot of confidence. Like you can see it on him, and I think that that improvement has just paid massive dividends for this Philadelphia Eagles squad. Um, that being said, their defense has also been pretty good. Um, you know, showed signs yesterday that, or sorry, two days ago on Thursday night that they could, you know, a good running back could you know could do some damage. Damian yeah. Pierce, you know, held his own, to say the very least, uh, running for nearly 140 rushing yards. And, like, this is, like, the kind of team that, you know, I'd like to see the Giants. Like, you know, Giants at home, that that might be a good test for the Eagles. Um, Saquon is an unbelievable running back, like I just mentioned. And, you know, if their defense can slow down Jalen Hurts and Co. But, I mean, we haven't seen that quite yet, you know. They could go out and win that game. Um, well, you know, I would definitely say the eight and zero record is deserved. Um, they haven't really deserved to lose a single game this season. Um, do I think they can hold it? It's a, it's a tough question. I think the Giants at home could beat them. You know, they have to go uh, and play the Dallas Cowboys, who've also been looking pretty sharp. Um, away in Dallas and it's you know those are going to be a couple tough games um you know the one out of non-divisional game that I'm looking at that could you know that could be a tough one perhaps maybe against the Titans in December but I don't know I still I would still think that the Eagles wouldn't have wouldn't have an issue with um the Titans but you, you can't you can't bet against the King man Derrick Henry can do damage and if Damian Pierce is putting up 140, like you best believe that Derrick Henry could give you one of those days where he goes for 200 rushing yards. Yeah. And the Titans just are just like the time of possession's too high. Their defense is making stops, and one thing leads to another, and you're losing to the Titans, who are on a five-game win streak after starting 0 and 2. So you gotta. I mean, you know they play the Chiefs, but would be a game, a good game to watch, nevertheless. Yeah. I hear that it's it's interesting. I'd say the question of, you know, is it their schedule versus are they actually deserving? I'd say combination of both, but more so that they had the best off season out of any team. Um, you know, I said before that I think the Jets had the best draft out of any team. Um, Eagles are probably a close second in my opinion. Um, Jordan Davis, defensive tackle out of Georgia in the first round. Um, really solid player. N'Kobe Dean, linebacker from Georgia in the third round. He dropped because of injury concerns. He's really solid. Um, and then, of course, they made their trade 
for AJ Brown, um, who's been borderline unstoppable. Um, and yeah, you also hit the nail right on the head that Jalen Hurts made great strides in this offseason in improving his, his throwing and his decision making. Um, you know, watching this uh, Thursday night game, they were, uh, I think it was end of the half, and he had the opportunity, could have thrown it away or got five, six yards on a run and took a slide. You know, just the smart decisions instead of trying to force something. Um, he gets the yards, he understands the situations. Um, and he's just playing smart, just good football. Um, it comes to the rest of their season, though, I don't see them going undefeated. I think, um, yeah, they got some tougher games in the latter half of their season. Um, they still get, you know, next week they get to play the Commanders, um, which should be uh, just trouncing. Um, a Packers team that struggled. But yeah, then they have a tough stretch, two games uh, at home versus the Titans, who, like you said, five-game win streak uh, since they started off 0-2. Then they got to go away against the Giants, um, away against the Bears, who are a weird team, um, and then away against the Cowboys, home against the Saints, home against the Giants. You know, that's a tough three-game stretch to finish the season. Um you know, it depends also if they have the NFC East kind of in the bag. Um, if they've got, you know, a two-game uh, lead heading into the Giants game, maybe they'll rest players or something like that. So I don't see the Eagles going undefeated, but, you know, I do still think that they're probably really the, the strongest team in the NFC. Um I'm really excited to see their matchups with the Cowboys, especially now that Dak's back and a potential matchup in the in the playoffs against the Vikings would also be a pretty exciting one. All right, now looking ahead to this Sunday and Monday, some pretty exciting games starting in our 1 o'clock window. Colts-Pats, um, you know, Pats uh, righted the ship after... A tough Bears loss to beat the Jets last week. Um, forced three interceptions from Zach Wilson. Um, you know, definitely got some gifts as well. Um, the, was it, 84-yard pick six that got overturned because of roughing the passer. Um, this week, you know, would have been a tougher game had Jonathan Taylor been ready. Um, he's out for, I think, second straight game. Um you know, Pats are, it's minus five and a half, over-unders 40. Um, I think, I think you got to go with the Pats on this one. Um, Colts are struggling. Um, Sam Ellinger is not the guy that is going to right the ship for them. Um, and, yeah, especially without Jonathan Taylor. They also made, um, you know, they traded away um, Naheem Hines, so they're really down to their bare bones backs. Um, so going with the Pats, I think a pretty easy bet on this one as well is a Ramondre Stevenson rushing touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the guy is just an absolute uh, beast. I mean, he's got over 500 yards um, through eight games, really just taking over this uh, this Pats backfield. Um so I think they're going to keep it on the ground, 
keep it to what works, Not probably not throw a whole lot with Mac. Um, so a Ramondre touchdown is uh, probably a pretty good one to go for. What do you think? Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Forbes. Ramondre at minus 115 for rushing touchdown. I mean, like that just sounds like a given these days. Yeah, um, the way that he's looking, and I do, I do love to see him as our lead back. You know, Forbes. He just, I mean, Dam- you have to give credit to Damian Harris. He's definitely a quality back and would start majority of teams. But Ramondre Stevenson is a different kind of back. You know, he does give me you know a bit of a Derrick Henry like built like you know can run through you, but also create has so much value in the passing game as well. Um, and to, you know go off big yards after catch um and like you said i do i do like our pats in this game the colts just they just don't give me anything on offense and their defense is hasn't been you know particularly strong um you know or at least strong enough to i think help this team beat the pats this week i mean sam ellinger really needs to needs to pick it up um because you know guys like paris campbell alec pierce you know we obviously know what Michael Pittman can do, but, like, they have some quality, you know. And, you know, Jonathan Taylor's injured this week, but usually he's in there and he's an amazing running back. So he's got some pieces. Obviously, they dealt Naheem Hines, like you said, but he's got the tools, you know, at his disposal. But he really just needs to step up, you know. It was his first game, you know, um, in in the league, but... Now it's like, all right, that was your wake up call. Like, let's see if you're if you're cut out for this, you know. So, I like our Pats this week. I don't know about the spread necessarily. I do think that this is going to be a low scoring one, but but who knows? You know, we we shocked and and kind of bageled the the Lions, you know, a few weeks earlier. Mm-hmm. So, a bit unpredictable. But I think what definitely is is a Ramondre Stevenson touchdown. Yeah, the uh, over under for rushing yards for Ramondre is also. Uh... 67 and a half so I think the over there is definitely easy money um, he's just been churning out yards especially these past couple games um, what was the next game that uh, you wanted to take a look at Nando the game that I want to talk about is definitely going to be this Vikings commanders game in Washington line set at minus three for the Vikings um this one's going to be an interesting one. And let me tell you why. The Commanders are on, what, a three-game win streak right now? The weirdest three-game win streak I've ever seen, yes. <laughs> I mean, they are definitely more, you know, electric on offense with Heineke. And I definitely. think that's, you know, not a hot take. Um, I think they're – I think they've got a, a pretty good combo in Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah. Um, Antonio Gibson, obviously more so in the past game, pretty good, you know, off screens. Um, and, you know, getting Terry McLaurin involved has to yep. be has to be their number one priority on offense. That dude's electric, um, could get could cook anybody in man coverage and, you know, have a 50-yard house call, you know, any given moment. Uh, that being said, though, this Vikings team is coming into this matchup with only one loss and have an offense of their own. And like you mentioned earlier, acquired TJ Hawkinson from the Lions, um, making them a huge winner from from this trade deadline. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a close one, I think. 
Um, do you got a pick for this one, Forbes? You know, I do. Um, the Vikings, you know, they like to play teams close sometimes. Um, so I think that's the reason that they're only a minus three favorite. But I do think that that's a solid pick uh, to make. Um, yeah, the Commanders are without a doubt rejuvenized um, with Henneke uh, under center. And as a McLaurin fantasy owner, I am definitely happy about that. And, yeah, they're going up against the 6-1 and one Vikings. It's going to be... It's going to be tough uh, for them to really drop this one, I think. Um, so I think Vikings minus three is a solid bet. Um, Justin Jefferson um, to score a touchdown, I think, is also a pretty solid one. Um, I'm pretty sure that his uh, receiving yards over 85 or 87, sorry, that's a pretty solid bet, too. Um it's a decent amount, but he's been churning out 100-plus yard games this season. Um, and now with another uh, receiver and target in TJ Hawkinson, that's more you know, attention that they have to uh, give to him and, and less to Justin Jefferson. So could be a solid pick to pick the over on uh, um, receiving yards there, especially the you know struggling Washington defense. Um, so that'll be an interesting one. The, the Vikings minus three. Um, is a weird line given that they are six and one, um, and the commanders are the commanders. But I think it'll probably be Vikings by you know a touchdown or two, um, which brings us to a really fun Sunday night game: um, Titans Chiefs. Um, both are, are first place in their respective divisions. Um, Titans, yeah, like you mentioned earlier. Started 0-2, and are now on a five-game win, uh, five win streak, um, and 3-0 in the division, which is massive for them. Um, oddly enough, they still have a minus six-point differential, um, but you mentioned it, I think, earlier when you were talking that the biggest difference is just that the King has started playing like the King. Um, you know, Derrick Henry is going off, uh, I think well, he's the only player uh, with four-plus um games with 200 plus yards and um two touchdowns i think three of those have come against uh the texans so whether that's just they get to play the texans twice a year or he's really solid i think the latter is more likely um but it's tough we'll have to see this week obviously they're going against the chiefs five and two um and the chiefs are the chiefs but you know, yeah, Titans could be without um, Ryan Tannehill, which means they would have to go to Malik Willis, the rookie, which I think, you know, Andy Reid would probably, and their defense would probably give uh, Malik Willis fits and, and really have him confused. So um, it's going to be an interesting one. I think Kansas City minus 12 and a half is, is a stretch. Um, I don't see... Kansas City winning by two touchdowns. You know, I think that, that could be a solid uh, pick as uh, Titans plus 12 and a half. Um, and I think another another solid pick, solid two prop bets right here. It's just Derrick Henry rushing touchdown um, and a Kelsey receiving touchdown. I think um, I think those are two pretty reliable prop bets. What do you think, Nando? Yeah, it's the word right out of my mouth again, <laughs> Forbes. 
I mean, it's almost a guarantee that you're going to find Travis Kelsey in the end zone, to be honest. Uh, especially given the fact that Tyreek Hill was dished, obviously, this, post, this offseason to the Dolphins. I mean, it's just, he's just the safety blanket. This dude can do incredible things, and it's almost that situation where it's like, hey, we know you're going to throw to Kelsey, but we can't stop it. Yeah. You know, whether it's like the flip, like quick toss to him, and he goes inside for the score, or he's going outside to the pylon, I mean, or, you know, fake handoff, then fake, like there are too many options, and this dude always finds his way in the end zone. And I hear you, I think this game is going to be a lot closer than, you know, a 12 and a half spread. I would definitely think that the uh, Titans are going to make it close, and or, you know, if Derrick Henry can establish himself and they're just get, handing him the ball and he's just, you know, doing what he can do, like, perhaps they can win this game too. You know, wouldn't wouldn't be the craziest thing. Um, and I do like Derrick Henry's chances of scoring at least once um, this game as well. Yeah, no, I, I definitely hear that. It's, that's going to be a fun Sunday night game. Um and that brings us to another really exciting. We got a Monday night game uh, between the Ravens and the Saints. Um, you know, interesting, interesting game. I think um, it's weird. You know, we have uh, the Saints that just bageled Vegas um, with. You know, I was checking, and, and Derek Carr tossed up two fantasy points, which is a tough one. Uh, you know, their defense, like we kind of said, really showed out. Um, Last game, you know, we thought they were going to be more solid consistently over the season, but um, obviously that hasn't been the case. But you know, this is a this is a fun one. The Ravens are coming off they got they got a longer break after a short week in the Thursday night game where they beat um, Brady and the Bucks. You know, obviously that was a twenty seven twenty two game, but the Ravens, you know, it it was closer than it actually was. The Ravens were kind of in control. Brady was struggling. Uh, that offense just took a while to get going. So, and you know, by the time it, it did get going, it, it was too late for the Bucks. So, Ravens are going to look to extend their their win streak. Um, but you know, they just lost Rashad Bateman for the season. Um, like we mentioned earlier, they signed Deshaun Jackson, who neither of us really think is is the solution there. Um, and they're going to need to prove that this offense can you know, stay consistent without a, a potential deep threat. Um, Mark Andrews ideally comes back this week for them. Um, they also, you know, the loss of J.K. Dobbins is tough. Their their offense seems a little bit fractured, and that's why, you know, I had them in potentially the biggest losers of the trade deadlines. They didn't do much to really help that. You know, they went out uh, and got Roquan Smith, which is a really good pickup for their defense, but doesn't help their, you know, biggest area of need, which is clearly at the receiver position. So um, I think that the the Ravens might struggle more than people expect this, this week. Um, you know, it's also tough on the other side of the ball. Um, Saints offense, losing Michael Thomas for the year, he just, I don't know, there's the whole narrative of him not wanting to play football, and I was hesitant about that. But, like, yeah, I don't, the dude doesn't want to play football. Um and, you know, Kamara's going to have to step up. I think that's why Kamara for a rushing touchdown could be a solid prop bet on this one. Um, I think lower scoring than people think. Um, Ravens D is going to put up a solid and confusing look for, 
Andy Dalton and without, you know, some solid receiving, um, you know, Chris Olave is going to have to really step up. Um, so I think, you know, the Ravens will still take this one, but could be good to, to toss that under on. Um, over-unders 47 points, I could see, you know, that under hitting. But, Nando, what do you think? I mean, this is an interesting one, right? Because J.K. Dobbins has been hurt for a bit. Gus Edwards kind of stepped in. They've always had high hopes for him. And he's played well in his first game, scoring a couple touchdowns. Second game, like, honestly, like, showed some poise, had, like, nearly six yards rushing, then goes down. Um, nevertheless, that Bucks team couldn't re- didn't really stand a chance against the Ravens, the way they're looking. Um, and, you know, this is a solid Ravens squad that, you know, still seems like figure it out though because you know in the hands of Lamar Jackson. So this injury obviously is gonna sting. You know, losing Bateman for the year. Um, yeah, I don't think that Deshaun Jackson is necessarily um, the solution. But you know, the trade deadline's passed. Like your options are are pretty limited unless you're gonna you know go out and and try and get Odell, which I guess could be the solution for lots of teams now that I think <laughs> about it. Um, you know, lacking a, a true receiving core. Obviously, the likes of Mark Andrews um, are, I mean, what a talented player. And, you know, even Isaiah Likely, though, stepping in. How about that? Stepping in place for an injured Mark Andrews mm-hmm. and putting, putting up impressive numbers um, in that game. Basically, the man of the, man of the, of the day um, against the Bucs. Um, but you know, I don't really, I don't really think that this Andy Dalton Saints team is is capable of beating the Ravens. Um, I think they can slow them down. You know, their defense had far higher expectations going into the season as you know being you know part of the elite defenses. Yeah, it's supposed um, to be top five, and they really haven't showed up unfortunately this season, um, including Marshawn Lattimore, who I think has been exposed yeah um that being said um i do see it like you said to be relatively low scoring i think that the saints though if they're going to try and get any true rhythm on offense it's going to have to begin you know in the hands of alvin Kamara. uh that dude um is really impressive whether he's running football or in the passing game Mm -hmm. Um, super talented with space too you don't want to see that guy with open space you know otherwise he'll take it Mm. I do I do think that Kamara over 60 yards rushing has got to be a hit. Mm-hmm. I think that um, this Ravens defense isn't going to, you know, be able to to stop Kamara. Um, you know, a touchdown, like you said, could also be a, a good bet. Um, Chris Olave, though, is going to have to step up big time. Yeah. And give Andy Dalton some confidence in this one. And you know what? Like, this Ravens defense is definitely penetrable, um, to say the least. Uh, we saw that game against the Dolphins. You know, it doesn't take an elite quarterback to, to you know, do damage on the Ravens. So, we'll see. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think we got a good slate of games uh, this weekend, Forbes. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And definitely uh, a good week to get back on the mic after a little hiatus. So, um, we'll be back again next week to break down our picks, but enjoy the Sunday seven hours of football.